Welcome to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. What's your train wreck? Everyone has one. The question is, are you going to live there or are you just visiting? Let's check in with Mary Fran and Kristen to learn how to come through not broken, but brilliant. Transform every week of yours with our brilliance bit that will deliver right to your email inbox. Sign up for it at brilliantlyresilient.net and keep living brilliantly resilient. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Brilliantly Resilient Live. I'm Kristen Smedley here with my partner in crime, Mary Fran Bontempo. And we've got a new friend on the podcast, Leslie Logan. Leslie is going to get y'all in shape with Pilates. I love the more bodies in Pilates part of your bio. And the podcast, that's what we, I, okay, I'm not going to do this whole entire thing just on your podcast, but I love the title and it gives everybody the vibe of Leslie Logan and where this conversation is going to go today. And it is be it till you see it. Let's dive in. Thanks for being here, Leslie. Oh my goodness. Thanks ladies for having me. Good morning or afternoon. When someone's listening to this, I know podcasts, you can listen anytime, but it's morning right now. And this feels real. So here we go. <laughs> yes. And thank you for jumping on with us. We are in very different time zones and Leslie, anybody who's seeing this on video can see that Leslie looks fantastic. And it's only seven o'clock in the morning where she is. So <laughs> kudos to you. And clearly this all goes right in with the, the kind of remaking of who we think we are into what we can be kind of thing. So yeah, let's hear your story. Oh, well, um, you know, I, I grew up in a small town. Um, I think the town is probably still considered small by today's standards, but it was a small town and I just didn't I didn't really feel like I fit in. And I know a lot of people think that, and you're like, oh, you're a kid. No one feels that way. But I really just didn't feel like I was supposed to be there. And uh, so when I left high school into college, I thought, okay, now I'll have, the, I'll made it. And I went to like a, a beach town college. Like I was like super excited about it. And I still kind of felt like I had friends, but like didn't actually get me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then when they all got married, because I went to a Christian university, so they all got married at 22 and they moved away. And I was sitting there in town <laughs> and having to make new friends. Um, I was a manager of a store and this girl who worked for me, she's like, you should do Pilates with me. And I was like, that infomercial ish does not work. <laughs> and she, but I wanted a friend. So I went and I thought, well, go to this class one time and I can go have avocado toast and like now I'll have a new friend. And what ended up happening is those first few exercises, I felt parts of my body I'd never felt before. Now to put in context, I was an athlete. I was even a certified trainer. I know the muscles of the body. I even studied hmm. biology and anatomy in college. So I could knew everything, but I didn't actually like know it for myself, like in my body. And I felt these muscles and I was like, this is so crazy. And then I left with like just joy and like energy and what I know now, I didn't realize then was I finally connected to myself hmm. and I actually changed my work schedule so I can go to Pilates every day. And then I moved to LA. Somebody was like, you should be a Pilates instructor. And it's so funny. I share this because in case you are this person, you can actually change whatever you want to do. Like you can actually just go get a new job tomorrow. You can go like, there's like today because you can like literally get educated on the course. You can literally change everything. Right. And I was in this position. I just graduated college a few years back. I had all this debt. I was like, I can be a Pilates teacher. Like I needed someone to tell me that I could yeah. change my path. And 
I became a plaza instructor in the recession in 2008, when people are canceling cable, they were buying privates with me and I had to leave my real job in air quotes. And I've been doing that for over 14 years now. Wow. Wow. I love it. You know what? Why don't we realize that you can change your mind. You can decide to just do something else, you know, but we, we were diving into this in another interview for another episode about this whole narrative that we're, we're fed from the world. And it's like, it's, I love that, that it, you, you're coming into the journey right when you need to come into our journey, because you're, you're perpetuating this idea of you don't have to believe mm-hmm. anything anybody tells you about you. It's about yeah. what you believe of you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that like, I, I really only come to understand in my last decade of life, but, um, I, I really, I really do love to share that story because yes, I'm a plies instructor and somebody like, okay, well, I don't apply them for me. Okay. That's fine. It is for you. And we'll talk about that later. However, <laughs> at, the, at the very least, you know, I grew up with a, with parents who like my mom's a school teacher. She's still a school teacher. My dad worked for the post office. He retired from the post office. So everyone yeah. in my family, none of them actually went to college before my mom. So like, so like I only saw people do the exact same job forever. And I thought I have this $80,000 degree in communications. I should do something in that. <laughs> and like, it didn't cross my, right, you know what right, I mean? It right. didn't, I wasn't able to like see the, see it in that way. And then when someone gave it my attention, then I could like actually picture myself. I could picture myself in front of all these people teaching and and that I don't, I don't even know then what I know now, which is I was being it till I see it then, you know? So anyways, that's um, the full story. And the reason I love more bodies being plies is here's the deal. Everyone, you, you have to prioritize yourself first and everyone is so busy. And if we look at the way that fitness is fed to us, it is, you have arms days, you have legs days, you have like, you got to go to the gym for an hour. Classes need to be an hour. They don't need to be an hour. That's because they need to pay someone for an hour. You need to do some amount of minutes of working out every day for you. And that's how you can actually prioritize yourself. And I love Pilates because it's a full body workout in every exercise. So that's for my, like, I don't have enough time, Leslie. Well, even five minutes of full body workout is good for you. So I love it. Well, the thing that I love is, is all of these things that you're incorporating this, this idea that, um, first of all, you kind of had to hear, have somebody else open your mind, but this is after you already think you know who you are. So to me, the message becomes, and Kristen and I say this all the time, if you don't know what you're good at, if you don't know what your potential is, if you don't see it, ask your friends because they see it. They, They see you in a different way. And Um, It's an interesting way that we get to fulfill ourselves because yes, it does take introspection, but it also takes seeing you as the other parts of the world see you, seeing your potential as other people in the world see you. So ask somebody that you love and trust, what what am I good at? If you don't know, what am I good at? Yeah. Like find it there. I think that's, I think that's a brilliant thing to do. And I think a lot of people are afraid to ask people. They don't want to seem like they don't know what they should be doing or know who they are, but it, you can also even just pose it as like, I'm doing this course and I have a few questions. Would you mind answering them? I did that. And, um, and it was people are, I said, it was like, what's one word like that would describe me if I wasn't doing what I was doing, what would you think I could do? Like, uh, you know, and mm-hmm. all these things. And it was hilarious to see what people thought I would be good at, you know? And so I, I, I love that. I think that's a great suggestion and, and people should do it. Yeah, you know what I love too? 
Oh, sorry. It's go ahead. Get, no, I was going to say it's very, very often. I think, you, you know, you get it. It's, it's all about Kristen is, is big about perception and perspective. And it's about getting that different perspective and that perception on what people see in you. We, we tend to dismiss the things about ourselves that are natural to us because they don't require blood, sweat and tears. Right. So when it's supposed people, to be hard, yeah, it's supposed and to be when hard. Other people see our gifts rising naturally. That's what we're good at. But we sometimes need to hear that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, for people that are listening that are saying Pilates is not for me, I don't want to. I'm not going to try it. First of all, you don't have to have been a former athlete to do Pilates. That's the beauty of Pilates. It's mm-hmm. it's just a really cool I can thing. Test to that. <laughs> Not yeah. a former athlete. Yeah. So get that right out of your head. I mean, a lot of times people imagine like I, I'm a former athlete also. So I love lifting weights and running and kicking a ball. I love all that. But the other thing is, and this is what I found out. What was it? Maybe five, six years ago when my divorce started, I needed, I needed to do something to stop my mind from constant worry, stress, thinking, planning. And I ended up doing um, yoga, hot yoga. Cause why would I just do yoga? Let's, let's almost die. <laughs> right. And in my town where I knew a lot of the women in the class and I'm a perfectionist, I'm competitive. Right. So I would spend an hour just trying to not look like the dope in the mirror. Right. I wanted to look a little bit like the best and not die. That was my goal for the hour. Right. So I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't focus on any of the problems in my life. I just mm-hmm. focused on that. So my, my point for people go try the Pilates Mm -hmm. because you have to focus on learning this new thing and, and following along everything you're supposed to. And, and all the other stuff doesn't cloud your mind. You get a break from yourself. You do, you 100% do. And it's um, so they talk about the mind body connection. And, and the thing about Pilates is if you are thinking about your grocery list, you will also say Pilates is easy because you're just going to be going through the motions. But if you actually are, doing the exercises and just focusing on what is moving when, when, and where, Hey, it doesn't matter how you hit your mat. You are going to leave it feeling 10 times better. So I always know I'm super stressed out. I'll go into my Pilates room and I'll do something and I'll, I'll be like, I should be doing this. I should be doing these things. I should do all these things. And 15 minutes later, I'm like, Oh, I could do a little bit longer. I could do it. And then I leave and I'm like, was that problem I was having? Here's this, like the solution becomes so clear because I'm not a mind attached from a body. I can actually like think about the problem that's actually happening and all the things around it. And so when you are new to Pilates, it is going to feel hard in different ways. It's going to feel super weird until you connect to some muscles. Then you can do the exact same exercise 14 years later and it's harder, but it feels more possible. And that's really, really cool. And so I, thank you for sharing your hot yoga story. I used to do hot yoga um, until one day I woke up and the class was going. And I realized that the heat made me fall asleep on the mat. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed. I was like, I can't come back. <laughs> that's amazing. Maybe you needed to sleep. You needed the sleep more than you needed the hot yoga. I think point. so. <laughs> so when did, when did the, let's, let's dive into the podcast. Cause I love yeah. this whole thing. When did that start? Where did that come from? So I've been listening to podcasts since, I don't know, 2006, seven. I, I don't, I feel like I was, there's, I thought podcasting been around forever and it was too late to start one. And, 
it was no one even knew what a podcast was. I was like, you know, like iPhone two or whatever. And, um, <laughs> and so, um, I was listening to this podcast and they were like the therapy and the coaching that I needed at the time, you know, mm-hmm. like I couldn't, couldn't afford these things. So I was like, okay, I need the business guy. I need this person. You know, I had the, the therapist podcast and I had the business podcast and a couple other ones in between. And I was like, I really want to do a podcast someday. I didn't really know what it'd be about. And then, um, my husband and I did a podcast for a season and it was on the story of how we met. Cause we always got asked like, how did you meet? How did you meet? And this is goes to anybody who is single in a big city, like LA, New York, San Francisco. Everybody wants to know how you met because they're trying to recreate the path to meeting someone. Yep. And, um, I think they hate, I think they kind of hated that we were introduced. Cause it's like, Oh, you know, like. <laughs> Um, but that's uh, no secret. <laughs> yeah. That, it, Look, I'm a single girl in a big city. So I'm like, my ear yeah, is right yeah. on the thing. Yeah. Well, here's <laughs> the thing then we'll come back to this. We'll put a pin in the story. So anyways, we did that. And, um, I really wanted us to do a podcast, but in 2019, we said no new things in 2019. That was our resolution. Like no new things in 2019. We have to finish projects. And hmm. then when 2020 happened, I had to cancel eight countries, four retreats, like close a studio. We moved to Vegas. Like, you know, when, um, and, and it was a lot and also everything that was supposed to happen. So I kind of, uh, survive and thrive in like survival mode. I'm like, Ooh, fifth gear. No problem. Floor just fell down. I got this. So (laughs) we, um, moved to Vegas and then that kind of was, you know, an entire year of pivoting your life takes a long time and you have to give yourself that time. But I kept having this idea of having a podcast. I really want to have a podcast. And I didn't really know what it was going to be about. I was like, I don't know what it's going to be about. And so I went back to kind of like asking myself, like, what, what are people always asking me? And I don't want to have a dating podcast because, you know, I really, I'm, I'm happily married. And I don't want to talk about people's <laughs> you know, it's kind of fun for a little bit, but like every week I was like, I don't know. So I was trying to think about what do people ask me all the time? And people were asking me all the time, a couple things. How are you so confident? And how do you get so much stuff done? And I was like, well, I, I don't think that I'm that, I mean, I'm a confident person, but I don't think it's the confidence that's getting me there. So I started just being really introspective and like trying to figure out like, what is it that I do that makes people think that I'm this confident and just can do anything I set my mind to. And Amy Cuddy had this Ted talk that someone sent me about something else entirely, which her Ted talk was about. They did a study that if you stand in the wonder woman stance for five minutes, power pose for five minutes. Yeah, you will feel confident. And I was like, well, I can't have a podcast just about teaching people in the power pose, but how interesting that that's a really hard pose to stand in. If you're not strong, you're not strong. You can't stand it for five minutes. You'll faint. Your knees will lock out. You will lose blood flow to your legs. You'll fall over. Right. So, um, but in that Ted talk, she actually told a story about how she had a like brain injury. She was one of the smartest kids in her class. And then she like literally had trouble studying somehow through lots of self-care and and therapy. She ended up back at Harvard or Oxford or Columbia, something I couldn't, they wouldn't even look at my SAT scores. (laughs) And um, she told the Dean, her Dean or, or whatever, that I think they made a mistake. I shouldn't be here. And he said, I want you to act as if you should be here every single day till you feel like you need to be here. So you're going to ask a question in every single class, like you're going to act like you're supposed to be here. And years later, she is now a Dean of students at another school. And some girl comes in and goes, I think they made a mistake. And she realizes in that moment, it's not about faking it till you make it. It's about being it till you see it. 
And I was teaching a class during the pandemic on zoom. And my husband took the class with me, which is not always the case. And (laughs) I, we did the power stance in the beginning for like a minute. And then everybody was like, when is this going to be over? And then we did a Pilates class and then we did the power stance again. And I told that story and Brad goes, that's the name of the podcast. Wow. And so the whole podcast is about either sharing stories about how people are taking messy action, ditching perfection, and just going for it. Or experts who can tell you why the heck you can't do that. Like if you're on a different part of your cycle, you're not going to feel very excited to do something. (laughs) If you, if you have these kinds of hormones that are out of balance or this kind of trauma. So it's really fun for me because I get to be inspired by people all the time. Mm. And I'm a human being too. Sometimes I don't believe that I can do what I said I was going to do. And so it's, it's really fun for me. And also like it's changing people's lives. People have quit their jobs. They've, you know, started something new. They've, they've started writing the novel they want to write. And I get to read those things. And it's really fun because one of the reasons I'm a Pilates instructor is because I know it makes people's lives better. And the other side of that is if you don't think you're for Pilates yet, then I can get you inspired to the podcast and then maybe I can move your body. <laughs> I love it. It's so important to have that. Um, people don't recognize how essential that connection is to your physical body. And I mean, I think we're getting there. I think, you know, the whole idea of mind body connection is certainly becoming more mainstream, but I don't think until you experience that, that you can actually recognize what it is. I mean, I, my, my big thing is writing. I'm I'm a writer and there are just, you know, writer's block is a very real thing. You, sometimes you just look at the computer and you're like, I've got nothing. I just, I literally have nothing. Mm -hmm. But when I get away and either, you know, walk or do yoga or do Pilates or whatever, and just focus on that moment, you're absolutely right about the fact that it makes that space. It clears not only does it clear space in your body, but it clears space in your head. And very mm-hmm. often when we stop running on that hamster wheel mm-hmm. and, and redirect the, the, I don't want to say the body almost gives you a solution, but it gives you the space to it, get that, so let that solution flow. You are so correct. And the, and the thing is, I just interviewed a, a neurologist. So, you know, the brain guy is, he knows, and he said <laughs> the brain has like like up to like 60,000 thoughts a day. And most of them are negative. Like the majority Mm -hmm. of your thoughts are negative. You're predisposed to have negative thoughts because it's how you survive, but we are not being chased by tigers. And we have the ability to choose new thoughts, actually retrain the brain. And I asked him about, I said, how do we like keep our brain young? Like, do I need to like do these brain games? Like, what do I need to do? And he goes, you need to move. You need Mm. to move. He's like, that is the way that the brain stays young is movement. And I was like, oh, I did not pay him to say that everyone, this amazing, (laughs) (laughs) but it's true. And even like, even if you are like, Leslie, I just like to run. Okay. Then just make sure that your running is helping you clear thoughts. And if it's not, if it's helping, like, then, then we do need to add another movement piece into there for you. But I just, I think it's really important that we give ourselves that space. And a lot of people think that they don't deserve that, you know, you're exactly right. They think they don't deserve it. And that's Mm -hmm. what they keep telling themselves. So it keeps them stuck and not doing the things they need to do. One of the things I wanted to rewind for a second and make sure that this lands well, (laughs) what's that? Is it the dating thing? No, no, no. We'll skip over that because we ain't going to bring anybody down now. (laughs) That's a whole nother episode we could do. That's actually a book that we could do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, when you said, you said two 
very important things that I want to make sure that that land with our listeners. And that is that pivoting your life takes time. Mm -hmm. I think people tend to think like, especially with social media and my social media, people think that I get hit by these things and I go to sleep and, and think, and I make a plan and I wake up the next day and I pivot and it all goes in a wonderful direction. And it's like, wait a minute, people, I've actually started putting more stuff on social media that the mucky muck of the middle, like you also said, take messy action. Yeah. I am letting them see me take messy action. And my kids had to see me taking messy action and be, be on the, um, the inside scoop of that, because it's like that whole, that typical cliche of, of the overnight success. Right. And everyone always says it was a 10 year journey to the overnight success. Like it really does take time. And I love that you said that you guys held to that principle of that you set you and your husband, not taking on anything new in 2019. And I, I do a lot of work in success principles also within the blind community. And we talk about, you have to clean up your messes and finish your incompletes before you can go into something else. And it, it just seems like the universe aligned perfectly for you to finish the stuff. And then when we all got slammed in 2020, you were able to have the, that space to do yeah. it. Well, I will say what we didn't finish, it got taken <laughs> in the COVID. So it's like, but also like, and, and people can go, oh, and be sad about it. I promise you it happened for us, right? Like I was taking too long tying up some of those loose ends. And it was like, mm. so I really had, I remember, I remember in 2019, we were here in Vegas. We had literally, we were on a tour. So I, my husband was a musician when I met him and I, and so now anything I do, he's like, oh, we'll go on tour. We're just going to like, <laughs> you know, put me in nine cities over two weeks. And, you know, yeah. so, um, so we're on this tour and we started off in Las Vegas and we had, we both had this thought at the same time. We're like, we can live here which is so weird because prior to that visit, we literally like who would live here? <laughs> like, why would you want to live in this city? And, um, but then we're like, okay, maybe in 2022, 2023, because we have to wrap up this insane year. And then we have to, in this year that wrapping up, we have to, um, we have to actually change how we do our business so that I'm not booking out a year in advance because this was, this was the problem. I could not move if I wanted to, because every month I was traveling somewhere different. When mm. would I have time? <laughs> you know? So, so what didn't, what we didn't wrap up in 2019, I had like this plan of wrapping up by June of 2020. So we could do this pivoting thing and nope, March, <laughs> March 14th, it was all wrapped up for me. And you know, there's moments where you could be sad about it. And of course I do miss the people in my life that I used to teach at my studio. However, they're all thriving with a new teacher and I'm thriving over here. And I think we start to worry about how that will affect other people. And it's like, you just have to do the best you can in that pivot. And yeah. you are correct. It takes a long time <laughs> and we are still unpacking boxes <laughs> from this move, but you have to give yourself that space and grace to, to figure it out and for the parents who are listening, the actions are caught, not taught, right? So like if they see you going through messy action and struggling, if they see you making time for yourself, then mm -hmm. they believe that that's possible, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the one thing that I wanted to come back to, and, and I wrote this down as a question, I guess the question becomes, is it okay to not finish something? And when you said before about when, you know, you go into your studio and you do Pilates or whatever, and you come out and you go, what was that problem again? Is there, is there an opportunity in that 
moving your body and getting into that physicality where your body says, and then aligns with your brain, you don't have to do that. It's, it's not something you have to finish. It's, it's something that you can let go. I think we get ourselves into these things and we think because we started them, we have to get it across the finish line, but is it okay to not finish? And how do you, how does that do in that Pilates give you that space to make that decision? This is such an interesting question. In my community, we have um, a finishing is optional. So Yay! like logging in, pressing play, that is, so I'm a habits coach. Okay. And so for the record, you do not need 21 days to make a habit. They've done the science. It's how something makes you feel that makes a habit. You can literally make a habit mm-hmm. in one day, right? If you have kids and there's a snow day and you are heard that the, the school is going to uh, text at 5 a.m. and you wake up at 4:59 to see the text and you have relief that they're going to school. <laughs> you have created a habit of checking your phone at 5 a.m. You will watch yourself. It'll do happen the next day and the next day. And you're not looking for that text message, but your brain is looking for relief. Oh, when I check my phone at five, I get relief. Right. And so, so when you are trying to create a habit, you need to first want to do it. And then second, have the ability to do it, which means if I want to run a mile, but I've not run at all, maybe I could run a mile today, maybe just because I'm a more athletic person. But if, but like most people can't, and you're going to be really sore the next day. Mm-hmm. And then you're, guess what you're not going to do? Go run that mile. So what you have to do is ma- is bring the ability down to something you can do. And that might be literally putting on the running shoes. That might be the habit. Right. And so then what you do is you put it in a a, a ability mode that you can actually do. And then you celebrate that you did it. You literally have to go, Oh my God, I'm awesome. I'm a mate. You have to like, you have to get the dopamine kick in your brain because that's what your brain wants. It's looking for these hits of like, this makes me feel good because the brain only wants to do what makes it feel good. And if you're like Leslie, but my brain talks negative all the time, something about that feels good to you. Feels like home, yeah. feels familiar. So he, um, BJ Fogg is who I study with. And he would say, there's actually no bad habits. There's just habits we don't like about ourselves. So then that's what I'll say. Logging and pressing play might be the habit, right? And then if you do any amount of minutes applies, that's, that's extra credit. Then eventually it becomes easy. You're showing up every day and doing five, 10 minutes. So finishing is optional. And that's, that's like a positive one. The other way is like, if you change your mind on something, it's okay to say you change your mind. Like, I don't, I, if you need me to give you that permission, let this be the episode because I needed that permission. I, if you know, um, what is her name? Uh, oh, it's Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies. I'm an upholder. Mm-hmm. So if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something, which is why I'll say no a lot because I know <laughs> that if I can't finish it, then I'm going to struggle with that. So I'll say no a lot to things. But I have, my husband's a rebel and he has taught me that you can actually just change your mind. You can also, like, yes, you might have to apologize to people. Yes, you might let some people down. They might be expecting that, but you're going to be letting them down even more if you do something that you didn't want to do. You're not going to do it the way that you normally would or what they would expect it. So it's just better to be honest with yourself. So, but yeah, I, I love reminding myself that finishing is optional and that also some things just take longer than we think. So just because you didn't finish on the date you said doesn't mean you can't finish ever. And I think that the finish is optional. Like, it's not that you're leaving a loose end out there. You're making a decision that you are done with that. Mm-hmm. So that really is, you know, tying that up. It's not like I'm going to flit over to 97 different things. You've made the decision done. Change my mind. Yeah. You know, you're, um, years ago, I remember reading like deleting a goal is the same as checking a goal off. Hmm. Oh, oh, I like that. I like and that. And I was like, oh, like you can just go 
you know what? Wrong goal. Delete. <laughs> well, I like done. that. Yeah. And you know what? We have to give ourselves the opportunity to evolve, which I think is a lot about what you talk about to mm-hmm. give yourself the permission and the opportunity, both physically and mentally to evolve. And that will require letting some things go. And you do, you do get to that point. Sometimes I, <laughs> sometimes I do ruminate over this thing, like whatever it happens to be and over and over and over again. And then I will do something physical. I'll either do yoga or Pilates, or I'll take a walk or whatever. And afterwards I, you know, you'll come back and I go, I just don't really want to do that. Like, that's why I can't come up with a solution because I don't really want to do that. So being able to, as you said, giving yourself the permission to just drop the rock, just, just leave it. Mm -hmm. If it's not something that's serving you anymore, that's, that's reaching a goal in in terms of personal awareness. And it sounds to me like that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Connect with that personal awareness. Yeah. And like, it's really hard to have that personal awareness if you've not ever done it. So first of all, if you're like listening to this and you're like, I don't, maybe I know what they're talking about. The reality is I didn't know. That's why I, when I say like, I felt parts of my body never felt before. It's because I was, I was actually having that mind body connection. I was actually being in that I wasn't doing a run while I was also thinking about 17 things that bother me. I wasn't lifting my weights and like going, thinking about what I go to the grocery store. I was literally thinking, okay, my arms are doing this. My legs are doing this and really connecting those things. And when we, when we do that, you are, you are actually getting to know yourself and you're able to, if you take class with me specifically, we have you take the same class all week long. Why? Not because I'm like, that's it. That's all I'm giving you. No, I want you to compare yourself to yourself. I want you to go, oh, yesterday I couldn't do this. Today I can't. I want you to practice having that introspection. It's really hard to be introspective if you've never done it before. So we have to practice that. I want you to see the gains that you had that week or notice, wow, today is really difficult. Oh, I didn't give myself enough sleep last night. I didn't, mm-hmm. oh, I'm stressed out about this thing. It's okay to have those days where it doesn't go as well but to also know why it's not going that well. And you wouldn't know it if you weren't, if you weren't being introspective with yourself, you would just go to work and be upset all day and not know why you're having a bad day. <laughs> I would like you to have a heads up that you're going to yeah. have that day. The body gives you the, the clues that something's going on mentally. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're not, if you're not able to, you know, do a pose or go through a position or whatever, as well as you were maybe the day before or the week before, then maybe that's an indication that there's something mentally that you have to work through yeah. that you're not, that you're not quite seeing that it has to be resolved. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- that, that's exactly it. And, and, you know, it's, it's hard to get into that habit. It's hard to look inward for those answers when you're so used to looking outward, but that's what practice is. And, and, and you just get better and better each time, but you're not going to ever get to it. If you don't start, you're not going to ever get to it. If you don't start writing that down, that is a good place to land at the end of this. And I'm actually thinking Mary Fran's going to shoot me. I don't care. I'm putting a challenge say, out there. You say a, a, a challenge. I think I'm going to, I'm going to drive to your house and hurt you. <laughs> we're, we're doing a, we're doing a, a, a special eating challenge with just fruit and stuff. But I think this one is going to be a little more fun. No offense to our buddy Stanley that we're going to do the other one with. I challenge everyone and Mary Fran and I will lead this. Go do a Pilates class. I will do go do it. And then what I want people to do is give the feedback in the Facebook community or um, in reviews on this episode, wherever you can make the note, give the feedback of, of how it went, 
how you felt. And then I would love to see who's going to continue with it, because I think you're exactly right. Unless you start, unless you try. And honestly, if people are sitting there still saying, eh, I don't know if you are feeling stuck, if something's not working out, if you are frustrated, I can promise you, cause I've done this. You try something you've never tried before. I mean, how many guests have we have on uh, Luann Khan with the year of first and um, our buddy here, another one in Philly, what is, what is his name? It just came out with the big thing. He did the leap year of first oh, uh, Keith Baldwin, Keith, Keith Baldwin. Baldwin. When yes. you try something for the first time, it, it ignites something in your brain. You look at things a little differently, or at least it gives you a break from the, from the broken that you're feeling, but it helps you take that messy action to get yeah. out of it. Yeah. Challenge yeah. on. Challenge oh, I on. This. I absolutely will get behind this and you are safe for another day, Kristen Smedley. I will not go to your house. <laughs> Ooh, one of my harebrained screams. <laughs> schemes is going to pay off. She's always dangling some kind of a carrot to tempt me to do something. Anyway, (laughs) this has been an amazing conversation. I absolutely love this idea of giving yourself the space, moving from your brain to your body and eventually connecting the two and becoming that whole, you know, living, evolving organism that um, can just move forward with, with grace and a little more um, serenity. Yeah. Because you're aligned, you know, yeah. you're aligned. So please tell everybody where we can find you, Leslie. Yeah. So you can find me over on the Be It Till You See It podcast. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Leslie.logan and that's L-E-S-L-E-Y. And if you are wanting to do this challenge and you're like, ladies, I don't want to spend the money on Pilates, then you can get a free class at onlinepilatesclasses.com slash free. So hopefully there you go. And then, and then let me know if you're doing the challenge because then I can celebrate you. There we awesome. Go. We're doing this in the Facebook group. We are putting this in the Facebook group to get everybody to, to get in on this challenge because we all need to do this and get in touch with our bodies yeah. and also our minds. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Leslie, so much for being here. Thank you everybody for listening. If you are in need of more resources to reset, rise and reveal your brilliance, go to brilliantlyresilient.net and be sure to get our most popular resource out there right now. The brilliance bit. All you got to do is drop your email in there and you get a bit of brilliance sent to you every week, a less than one minute read to keep you living brilliantly resilient. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Brilliantly Resilient podcast. Join our Facebook group and follow us on YouTube to be inspired with tools to reset, rise and reveal your brilliance.